Hello, and welcome to another episode of Innovate on Purpose, brought to you by The Mindful Innovator, where we help business leaders find clarity so they can grow their businesses purposefully. We share mindful tips, innovative solutions, and purposeful leadership advice that you can apply immediately to your business and life. Our guest today is Jamie Gibson. I am a procrastinated quite a bit in getting this episode scheduled, so I guess it's only right that today we have a procrastination coach joining us. Jamie pursued a certification as a fearless living life coach and became a positive intelligence trainer, and she has dedicated her life to guiding others on their own journey of self-discovery and growth through one-on-one coaching sessions, group workshops, online courses, and speaking engagements. She has had the privilege of witnessing incredible transformation in the lives of her clients, and today she is here to help you stop procrastinating so you can innovate on purpose. Jamie, thank you so much for being here today on the episode. Hi, Matt. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. A procrastination coach. That's not something that I hear every single day. It really did intrigue me to hear that there's a coach within this particular field. Can you tell me a little bit about like exactly what is a procrastination coach? Well, there's a procrastination coach and then there's like a productivity coach. And a hmm. lot of times they'll be, con- you know, uh, confused. Productivity coaches tend to be more to help coach you to keep moving forward, you know, time management things, that type of thing. Um, I do more of the procrastination with a different twist where I, I kind of work with you to get to your root causes, your emotional root cause, your psychological root cause of what's causing you to procrastinate because mm. there's there's always something that's holding you back, right? And until you really understand what that is, all those productivity tools work great, but they're kind of, you're going to keep bumping into the same issue over and over again until you know what's at the root of why you're doing it. That's a great point, Jamie, because like, you know, time management tools are great. They're great when they, um, when the environment is proper, like when it's set right. But as soon as mm-hmm. something hits the fan, yeah. uh, all those tools go out the window. And next thing you know, you know, fear sets in or whatever it is. And next thing you know, I'm procrastinating, not really wanting to deal with it. So as soon as things get a little tough, mm-hmm. um, that's when the challenge you know, happens with time management. So that's yeah. really an interesting uh, approach. Yeah, so, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about like um, how you came about becoming a procrastination coach. Yeah, well, you know, like like I said, I was a, a trained as a fearless living coach, mm-hmm. and so I've got a lot of background with dealing with my my clients with their fears and working through their fears. And I kept finding people, okay, we can work through this fear, but they still wouldn't take those steps forward. It's like they stayed in intellectual, okay fine. Um, but I, I was trying to pull them forward to create those dreams that they wanted to do, you know, um, especially I work a lot with with people, you know, my age, you know, middle age and older, because we all had dreams when we were kids, we all had dreams when we were in our 20s. And when you get to a certain age, like I am, you, you know, it's time to if you haven't already, it's time to start going after those dreams if you really want them. But people are like, I'm too old. I can't do that. You know, yada, yada, because they've gotten stuck and they're afraid to take that step now because it's been so long. They don't know if they're going to fall on their faces or, you know, if it's a waste of time and all of that type of thing. So I work with helping you to get out of your own way and let yourself take those steps 
And when you feel yourself with the procrastinating, you know, you, uh, you've, you've found out what your root reason is. Like for instance, I still procrastinate, I admit it, but now I know where mine is coming from so I can work with it. Before I did, I was the person that could do everything for everybody. Like I would bend over backwards. Um, it's kind of like, you know, those stories you hear where the interior decorator does this great work, but you go look at their house and it's like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> I thought you were an interior decorator. Your home doesn't look like that. Um, that was me. And it led me to over time to have two bankruptcies. I, I filed bankruptcy twice. And the second time, you know, the first time I thought I had it handled and then I fell back into the old habits. And so the second time I had to really sit down and look at this and through the work that I did with myself and coming to what is causing me to, to not take care of me, not take care of my finances, but take care of everybody else. Because I was treasurer for a bunch of different organizations. So it made no sense. And it came down to, I recognized finally, mine came down to self-worth not feeling worthy to take the chance for myself, not feeling worthy that I would be successful with it. And once I kind of came, you know, to that realization, now when I procrastinate, I, I can stop a minute and say, okay, what is it that you're feeling like you can't have this? You mm -hmm. know, what is it? And then I can work with myself and move forward with those steps. Wow. That's like really deep, profound, like insights, like coming to the point of like, okay, I have no self-worth. Like, how mm -hmm. did you come to that realization? Like, was there a particular exercise or technique? How did you get there? It was a lot of looking backwards, you know, a lot of um, getting really honest with myself because I could always come up with reasons why I wasn't taking care of me first, you know, oh, I have to do this for this person, this person, my job, all of that. Um, but when I stopped and I even looked back to in my early 20s and in my teens, it's like I was always taking care of other people before I was taking care of me. And why was I doing that? And what was I doing for me during all of those times? And I also started to see that for me, taking care of those things for other people. That's what gave me my self-worth, which seemed kind of silly because mm -hmm. you should have, you know, you should feel good about yourself, whether you're doing something for somebody else or not. I mean, doing things for people is great, but you know, it was more getting really honest with myself that I was ignoring myself most of my life. I was ignoring me, who I was and what I needed and taking care of me to make sure that everybody else in the world is okay. I was, I was ignoring that thing that they say on the airplane, put the mask on yourself before the person next to you so you can be there for them. I was just giving everybody my mask. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's definitely really important. Something that I'm coming to the realization to myself. I'm, I'm here to serve others. I, that's what I want to do. It, it, it's what mm -hmm. fuels me. But yeah, if my tank is yeah. empty and I don't fill my cup first, it's hard to fill others' cups. So it is so important yeah. to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And um, it's amazing that you were able to come to that insight. Yeah. So now, now you have like this self, self-worth insight. To swallow. That was it, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Admitting to my, admitting to myself, the self-worth was a really hard one for me to swallow. Mm -hmm. That was my ego really got in the way of that to, to really be boldly honest with myself about it. 
And because all kinds of shame started to come up then too, which was also connected to the procrastination for me. So now, you know, my goal is, is to help people get to that root for them because mine was self-worth. That probably isn't yours. But, you know, if, if I can help you find that, then we can find the tools that work for you and we can start to change some of the messages that you've been telling yourself for years, all of those old tapes and start rewiring them, which is part of the positive intelligence then comes in to help with that. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. Like what's the we, we right, the rewiring process yeah. of, you know, the, the positive fixing intelligence. those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's kind of like I, I was also trained by Shazad Shamin with positive intelligence. Mm -hmm. And his whole thing is, you know, there's everybody has the judge, the one that's always like yelling at you in your in your head. Right. And then there are I think it's uh, 12 saboteurs. For some reason, I'm thinking it's eight. Anyway, <laughs> there, everybody's got these saboteurs. There's the the passive person. You know, there's the over over uh, ex uh, overachiever, all of these. And when you kind of identify which saboteurs are the ones that are really playing with you, then there's these tools that you can do that we can start to rewire the muscles that, you know, rewire your brain with the, like, you know, the muscle of it by when you're starting to feel like, for instance, um, a really simple thing is when you're starting to feel a certain way, let's say you're going into a meeting or, you know, you've got to give a presentation and you're nervous about the presentation and all of these things are coming in your head. I've screwed up the last presentation or I've screwed up the presentation. When I was 18 years old. I know this is going to be bad too. So one thing you can do is just kind of, you know, take a few breaths and then for, for 15 seconds, you just take two fingers, take two fingers and rub them together so that you can feel the fingerprints, you know, the ridges in your finger and stuff, and just really focus on that sensation. And the more that you can focus on that sensation, it brings everything down. You come into that present place. It's shutting up those saboteurs and that judge. And it's building what he calls the sage part of your brain, which is making you it's the rewiring starting that muscle is starting to build so that you're feeling that confidence rather mm -hmm. than letting all of those other noises take over. And you can do the presentation then even during the presentation, if you have a minute, you can do something as simple as rubbing those two fingers together. Nobody knows. It's a really great trick for you to just kind of like, you know, breathe and, and, and be present instead of getting caught up in all of that chatter in your head. Yeah, that's a great mindful tip. So anytime that you're feeling that fear or that judgment that you're putting on yourself, just take that moment of a few seconds. And and yes, rubbing your fingers together, I think is a great sensorial way to kind of just uh, trigger that moment of of just letting it go and, yeah. and starting fresh. Um, can yeah. you tell I mean, me there like- are uh, other ways too, but that's just like a really simple, fast one. That can, mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about like- um, how you use that like to, to re-trigger self-worth? Like, can you give us like a, an instance of when you, you were doubting yourself or didn't have your own self-worth and were able to kind of pull uh -oh. it out? Yeah. <clears throat> um, for me, you know, with the self-worth and everything, uh, I, I found myself, I'm a very, very creative person. And I can come up with 10 ideas in, in three minutes for you. And they're really great ideas. I can do it for you. And I can do it for me, but I'm not going to, in the past, I wasn't going to, to 
move forward on them, you know, because it's just like, oh, that's silly or, oh, somebody could do it better than me or, oh, somebody probably already thought of this, um, which was a really great way to procrastinate. And it also affected my, my career. You know, I was in market research for 30 years and I was really, I'm a really good person in the background. I can make everybody look good. But my thing was with the self-worth, I wasn't putting myself forward as, as much as I should. And so I know I could have done, I could have, you know, had a stronger career instead of being in the background and being in front of clients more. But I was just like, no, that's not for me. Um, when I started doing these things with, you know, the rewiring of the brain and figuring out my own stuff about the self-worth, it's still scary to take that step forward. But I've got this different kind of confidence about it now where I'm still scared, but I'm going to do it because I know I've got, I've, it's like I've got a parachute <laughs> of tools that I'm going to be okay, even though I'm trying to take these steps. And, you know, whatever mm -hmm. happens, happens. I'm still going to be alive when, at the end of the day. All right, Jamie, I wanted to jump over to procrastination and innovation because I think they're really tied together. I mean, in the field, we have to make decisions really fast, which sounds counterintuitive, but mm -hmm. a lot of times we see that there is procrastination in the decision making because of that fear and other things that are happening. But I'm really curious, like, you know, I know you talk about like these six personality types, and I just want people to think like, as they're getting ready to innovate, you know, which type of procrastinator are they? And how that might impact their role. So could you just talk a little bit about those six types of procrastinators? Sure. Yeah, uh, the six types. The first one we'll talk about is what I call the active procrastinator. And they tend to run on adrenaline. So they will put things off. It's kind of like, oh, you know, the, the report's not due until Tuesday. So they wait until Monday at 11 o'clock at night to do the report for Tuesday, right? They get it done. They do get it done. But sometimes uh, it, the quality suffers because they're doing it last minute and they're doing it in such a, a rushed fashion. They're not really thinking through. Um, then you've got the passive procrastinator. And these guys... Um, They've got a lot of big ideas. They got a lot of dreams, but they're they're kind of waiting for somebody else to tell them what to do instead of them taking the initiative and doing it themselves. Or they're waiting for that permission before they do it themselves. Then we have the uh, decision paralysis procrastinator, and this one uh, is really great at research and gathering information to the point where they will research things to so much that they miss the opportunity or they get themselves so confused that they're deer in headlights and they don't move on anything. Then we've got the uh, perfectionist and this one, they feel the need, everything's gotta be exactly right before I do it. Like everything down to the minutia has to be exactly right before I do it. So with innovation, especially if it's something that, you know, innovation's new, it hasn't been done before most of the time, right? So they need to make sure that it's exactly right, but they don't know what exactly right is because you're innovating. So that they tend to procrastinate that way. You've got the, uh, uh, the strategist, the strategy procrastinator. These guys, they, they always have a good reason for putting things off. For instance, when I make this much money, I will do, I will do X. 
But then as they get to that much money and they're like, oh, I've got to start doing X, they'll up the, well, I really need this much money before I do X. But it's a strategy that they're doing. And then there's the, the last one is I call them the rebel. And they procrastinate, but it's in a way where it's like, don't tell me what to do. I'll do it when I want to. You know what I mean? They're just kind mm -hmm. of, they, they go out of their way to, to break the norms of, well, if that's what you're expecting of me, I'm not going to do it. Right. So with the innovation part on that, um, you know, let's say you're working in a team with the innovation and somebody in the team is like, we're going to do this. The rebel will be like, well, I don't want to do it that way. So I'm just going to go sit over here. So those are those six, six types. I feel like I know them all. Yeah. Well, we all have, a, <laughs> we all have parts of them in us or maybe all of them in us, but there's usually one that drives you more. Like for instance, I, I, I can be a passive procrastinator. I can be, but my key one is the decision paralysis one. I mean, mm. I will research and make sure I've got this and this and this, you know, I've got a little perfectionism in me, but you know, when I kind of tease everything out, it comes down to most of the time, the decision paralysis for me. Wow. And so once you know which one of these six you are, there are different ways to work through that. It's not, you know, procrastination tools. It's not a one size fits all. That's one of the problems I have with people with the productivity tools. They're all wonderful. They really are wonderful. I'm not trying to knock them, but you know, um, what, uh, you know, the strict schedule that maybe a perfectionist needs to be able to keep her moving forward. The passive procrastinator is not going to follow a strict schedule. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. once you know what you are, what type you are, we can find those tools that help you, those productivity tools that will help you make some movement forward. Um, that makes total sense. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that being helpful just to identify and know who you are. So this way, mm -hmm. like you talked about before with the self-worth and knowing that, hey, if, if I have an issue with that, I can use some positive intelligence to kind of re-trigger myself back into to noticing that and then getting back to yeah. something that's more productive. Yeah. So I could definitely see that being helpful. I guess, how does one go about finding out what kind yeah. of procrastination personality they have? Well, um, like you said, it's hard to figure out because you've got so many of the same, one, you know, different ones in you. But I devised this kind of fun quiz <laughs> that's based on the TV show Friends, where each of the six of those characters are one of the six procrastinators that I just described to you. So I put you through this quiz and you find out whether you're an active procrastinator like Joey, you know, or if you're the perfectionist like Monica, right? And then you, I, in that, I also let you know, explain what that is, explain what the active procrastinator is and what um, what's great about it. And what, what are your challenges? It's like, because uh, mm -hmm. there's good things about being every one of them. So I, I make sure to let you know, these are the good things, but these are the challenges that get in your way. And then I also um, offer to you three or four different tools for you and your type to push through that. That's awesome. Like, so how does um, one go about taking this quiz? Um, if you go to my website, uh, www.jamiegibson.com, and it's, you know, on my website, the homepage up in the top right corner there, uh, you could just click on the button, it'll take you to the quiz. And then 
you'll be able to see right away who you are. And then it'll take you to another page where you can see all the detail I told you, but I also send you a PDF of everything on that second page so that you can have that and, you know, keep it, keep it on your desk when you need it. Oh, that's awesome. I definitely recommend everyone taking that uh, and using it when they're starting to make decisions within their, their business, because I mean, it's great to know exactly who you are and what might be getting in the way of those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, where are those strengths? Cause that's a great point, Jamie, like, you know, being a strategist is very important for innovation. Mm -hmm. So if you know, that's, you know, your personality set, then great, you know, build that strategy, but then realize when you're over strategizing. Over it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're all they all have really great parts to them. They really do. But, you know, just like anything, you, you overindulge in it and it's not going to be good for you. Absolutely. And and then also will be in the show notes. So this way, if you want to just take tap that link below the show uh, here and you could take that quiz, I think that'd be really helpful for, for yeah. folks. Yeah, it's light and fun. I mean, procrastination can feel really heavy and working through it. I know everything I said today, you know, when I was talking about, you know, figuring out self-worth and being on but I still want to incorporate fun and lightness into this journey of you figuring this out, because otherwise, you know, the worst thing you can do to procrastinators make it seem harder. <laughs> you know, they're not going to do it. So I try to make it as light as I can at the same time as as well as being powerful to help you be actionable. That's awesome, Jamie. Yeah, I think it's so important for us to be light and fun. And especially when you're innovating and creative, mm -hmm. we have a lot of pressure and, you know, yeah. in, in the roles and a lot of fear that that kind of underlies everything. Yeah. But when we're able to have that lightness, that fun, that's when the best ideas come out, when the greatest innovations uh, get launched and, and we're able to create great change in this world. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. Jamie, is there anything else that you want to tell the audience in giving them mindful tips in in their business? Like how can they, you know, be become more mindful about mm -hmm. innovating? Mm -hmm. um, you know, one quick thing that I do as well and I offer to my clients, we can get so caught up in our heads, especially when there's that fear, right? Um, and this is going to sound weird the way I'm going to say it, but I always, I always recommend just paying attention to your gut. You know, when you've got a question or something that you're trying to do, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and then ask yourself the question, pay attention to what happens in your gut, in your solar plex area. Don't listen to your head because it's going to try to scare you. Don't listen to your heart because it's kumbaya, we love everyone. The gut is where the truth always lies. And if you, if you follow that, that guidance from there, you know, sure, you might be scared sometimes, but you know that you're right with your gut. And so you just keep able to move forward. I love it. So everyone tonight or this morning, breathe deeply and focus in on that intuition. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much, Jamie. This has been an amazing time just to spend some time with you here. I know I've learned a little bit about procrastination and what might be stopping me. So I'm mm -hmm. ready to reflect on that this evening and, and figure out how do I, how do I overcome my judge? How do I overcome procrastination and become a better innovator? Yeah. Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Of course.